Erwin Rommel once said, don't fight a battle if you don't gain anything by winning. Keep this in mind as we discuss today the latest incidents between the United Kingdom and Russia in the Black Sea and what does it mean for the future of geopolitics. My name is Dr. David Waralu. And my name is Dr. Ross Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. As is our custom, we would like to thank the viewers who are sending the most remarkable kind of comments, giving us feedback, giving us information, and wishing us well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, indeed, Ross. As a matter of fact, just this morning, I, uh, uh, I had to just verify some information for our show today, and I noticed the response to the latest uh, uh, video we just released. And, and, and it, was, it was just so wonderful to read those comments, very respectful, very uh, with substance, and, yes. and I'm learning from it. A lot, of, lot, of, lot of our viewers are sharing this info. As a matter of fact, one of them was hilarious, and I liked it so much. It has to do with the chicken and the monkey. <laughs> it was a different translation, but <laughs> it was funny. So, But we thank you so much for those comments. But also we take this opportunity... Uh, to thank our Patreon members. So we appreciate your support. And for you, if you like our videos and you would like to support us, consider joining the Patreon membership. Once again, thank you very much. Back to the topic. Great Britain sends a destroyer into the Black Sea. And... It looked like a direct provocation, although there's two sides to this story, and they're really radically different. But shots were actually fired, warning shots, because nothing was damaged. What's your take on this? Yeah. Well, that's correct, Ross. There are the two sides of the stories uh, based on what's coming out of London uh, right now, and also what Moscow has released as far as the information. Just to give you a quick background about what happened, uh, that was about 48 hours ago when a destroyer, HMS... Uh, destroyer. De de defender. A defender, uh, yes. Yeah, it's, def it's called it's named Defender, uh, went through the Black Sea uh, on its way to Georgia. The problem is not about that destroyer being on the Black Sea. The issue was it gets so close to Crimea. The reason why it gets close to Crimea is because that's considered Russian territory, Russian water that is, and based on the research that I did on that particular issue, the, the HMS uh, Defender went about 1.6 nautical miles into the Russian waters. Yeah. So, you know, with modern navigation, those things are not, are, they're not accidents. I know, and this is where the issue is, and here is the issue. The question was, first of all, that destroyer could have gone, gone south a little bit, just a little bit, and they would be fine. We won't even have the issue. On the other, the counter argument to that is that Britain wants to make a point for the Russians. 
Because, as you know, and I'm sure you do as well, uh, Britain and the United States do not recognize uh, uh, sovereignty of Russia over Crimea. So, but we all know what happened in 2014 when the elections uh, in Crimea, uh, the Crimeans voted to rejoin the Russia. So the question becomes, what led to that? How did they end up being there in the first place? You know, there's an interesting piece of history here. Mm -hmm. And Nikita Khrushchev actually, as a gift to the Ukraine, gave them Crimea. Crimea was actually historically part of Russia. That's correct. It was in around 1953, if I'm not Something mistaken. Something like that. Yeah. So, so the issue becomes now, uh, it becomes the war of information because uh, usually uh, uh, what Russia did is they called the British bluff on that. And I did hear it with my own ears. I, based on the transcript that came up on the responder, it was the voice from the Russians saying, you need to, and I quote, you need to change course or we will fire. You know, the British government, the MOD, the Ministry of Defense, saying, no, 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 those exercises were planned, which is a lie. Because here is the, the, the take on that, is that a BBC reporter was inside the destroyer. Uh-oh, we might find out what really happened. Happened. And he did disclose indeed that... He, he heard the announcements from the Russians saying that if you don't change course, we will fire. He also heard the buzzer of the planes going closer. So the, the, the Brits, in order to change the public opinion about, no, 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 it was none of that, and which in reality it was. So what Russia ended up doing is they dropped four bombs in front of the, in front of the ship. So, and they fired for them to change course, and they did change course, uh, the British. So. You know, you look at an incident like this and how dangerous it really is. Do you find it a coincidence that just so close time-wise to the NATO meeting and the new resolutions there that this incident occurred? Well, exactly. You're absolutely <laughs> correct, Ross, because it was only two weeks after the NATO meeting, which was uh, uh, one of the key uh, conversations in, 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 in NATO summits was the some sort of the 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 article 5 the spirit of article 5 well article 5 of the uh, charters within nato is that an attack on one member is considered an attack on all so and that's where you know all of a sudden you're talking about maintaining peace then all of a sudden you're going on provocation here why you know is this it was just this kind of a treaty that put world war 1 in motion ridiculous kinds of agreements. They say, you fire on us, everybody joins you as the enemy. Exactly. I go on, oh my goodness. Yeah. And you will think we will learn from history. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's where the issue. The big question that becomes now is, okay, uh, why you have, while you, any country, have the right to, you know, freedom of navigation and so forth, why are you going to the Black Sea when yeah. you can uh, use your exercises elsewhere? The North Sea, for example. Because here is the thing that uh, uh, you need to know about this, and majority of everybody needs to understand. Uh, Russia, when you look at Russia geographically, Russia has three choking points. They have to make sure those are protected at any cost. Yeah. One of them is the Bering Sea. Yes. One of them is the Baltic. And one of them is the Black Sea. So you can just see the reaction of Russia will be the reaction of any country. You know. And second, why are we going 
to Russia's doorsteps to conduct military exercises or naval exercises, whatever you want to call it. You know, I think that question is really worth asking. Let me put you on the spot. Sure. Why is this happening? Who is responsible for making this happen? Well, and this is, by the way, in Britain, based on the information we got as well, that he was, (laughs) let me put it this way. Inside London, there were two camps fighting each other. One of them is the foreign ministry, yeah, and one of them is the uh, Ministry of Defense. You know, Ministry of Defense wants to have this hawkish or is having this hawkish approach. The foreign ministry is cautious about this kind of issues, and guess who overruled the Ministry of, of Foreign Affairs? I don't know, but my guess is first name is Boris. Yes, you're absolutely correct, <laughs> Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister. So he overrides, which tells you right there where the challenge is, even, you know, within Britain, like any, uh, we do have them in the United States, you know, tensions among political parties and all that. But this one is getting closer to home. The wrong mistake will lead to some severe consequences. And this is where that concern is. So why are you going closer to Russia's doorsteps to conduct naval exercises? Well, you could conduct them elsewhere. And this also... It's followed up by the U.S. conducting naval exercises with Ukraine while inviting 30 countries. Four of them are from Arab nations that they came to join. Do you get that, that, that Russia is in any way provoking this or causing concern for the West? Not on something like this, because now as, as a geopolitical analyst, I see it differently. The way I see it is you got two locations. You got the Black Sea. And you got the Strait of Taiwan, the Taiwan Strait. Yeah. So, you know, what are we provoking this to? Because those considered are flashpoints. Yes. You know, something major could erupt out of that. And this is where some cool heads needs to prevail in really, really making sure nobody miscalculate. Because at some point, when you corner the Russians or you corner the Chinese, they're going to react militarily. And we all know where it will lead to. So this is where that issue is in understanding. Uh, and I remember one time, Karl Rove, uh, uh, he used to be the, uh, with the Bush administration back in 2004. I remember him saying one thing, and I quote, uh, when an empire, we are an empire now. So, and when we, can, that means we can create our own reality. End of quote. Does uh, that have anything to do with American exceptionalism? Well, it, that's true. It is. But at the same time, this exceptionalism now is being put under the microscope. It's about time. Maybe it's about time. You know, it, what, it, what that actually does is say America is immune. Everything we do is good. Uh, not necessarily. Not <laughs> necessarily. And this is where my big concern is a miscalculation of sort. So, oh, yeah. And this is where uh, I, I, I kind of took a step back trying to understand the rationale for why the HMS destroyer will get that close to Crimea. When he could just few nauticals miles down south, will have passed with no issue whatsoever. Because what Russia did, and I'm not, we're not defending Russia here, no, at all. We're reporting what we're seeing. Exactly. What Russia, uh, because Russia would have not be able to say or do anything if the, 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 the destroyer was going through the international water. Well, that's the argument the UK is making. But also because they don't recognize Crimea as part of Russia. So that is where that, that challenge is. So, so the question becomes now is, 
Is the British government, you know, providing misinformation to its people? So, well, I think we have a pretty clear indication the answer yeah. to that is yes. Yes, they do. Because, They're lying. Yeah. They're bold-faced lying. Because the BBC reporter was on ship and he did hear, uh, and he reported on it. And I personally, and this is me, uh, I, personally, I personally heard the, the, the call from the Russian side to the British to change course or shots will be fired. And that's exactly what they did. Would Great Britain have done this without the approval of Washington? Uh, the answer is no. Okay. No, because this will have to be coordinated. Uh, because remember, uh, when you think about NATO, who do you think in NATO? Na oh, I think of the United States dictates y what yeah, happens. Yeah, so the U.S. will have to be aware of, of, of this particular... Uh, now, that could be just the U.S. was aware just of the, of the destroyer going through the Black Sea. And maybe it was to the last minute where the course was changed as to getting closer. It's because basically the United Kingdom wanted to test the waters with Russia. Well, Russia, you know, sort of responded to the bluff. Like they don't bluff when they said they're going to fire. You know, this is, this is in its own way laughable. Yeah. Because these kind of, these kind of uh, navigational mistakes really can't happen. You know, in my car, if I'm in the wrong lane for doing a turning... You know what's going to happen. No, the, the, my car, my, my maps go, tell, just comes on and says... M move a lane. <laughs> move, move. <laughs> they know within a few yep. feet where I'm at. Yeah, absolutely and so, correct. Yeah. Uh, and, and what was interesting, Ross, what was interesting before I forgot, is the first time since 1997 when the Russians used live fire, live ammo. You know, I mean, the, when you drop bombs, that's... So. Do you get an historical perspective here? Mm -hmm. Do you get that Russia is standing up much firmer than ever before, just as Xi Jinping and the, the Chinese government is standing up much stronger than ever before? Uh, they are. The Russians are, because also the Russians, if, they don't, if Russia doesn't react, that means there will be an open door for NATO forces to get so close to Russia's borders. You know, that, that's the way I read it. Uh, uh, Russia, uh, the way it reacted, is sending a message to the West. Do you think that, there's, that the confidence that both Russia and China are showing is a direct result of their friendship? Well, it, it is, but at the same time on two separate trajectories, you know, because uh, while they both uh, share the commonality as far as provocations coming from the West, yes. because the same thing happens with the Strait in Taiwan. Yeah. It's the same, the same approach, or South China Sea for that matter. Right. So... Uh, so Russia in this case in the Black Sea or China in the South China Sea, they're going to react that way because they are in a position to do so. So, and the West understands, when I say the West, I'm referring to the United States, understands the ramification to this. You know, this is not, those are not small matters. And once again, we're not defending any country's uh, uh, gesture or whatever. Correct. You know, it's just, we are talking about what's realistic, what's pragmatic. I personally foresee that a miscalculation is going to lead to some consequences that cannot be controlled. So, and this also lie on the table as far as the shift that's taking place geopolitically. Let me see if this is a fair question to ask you. Mm -hmm. Based on your military history, how long would it take a miscalculation to escalate into something truly tragic? 
Well, it won't take much. That depends, again, uh, in the case of the destroyer, the HMS. HMS is not your average destroyer. It's a highly sophisticated uh, uh, vessel. So, it's sort of the top of the line technology. It is top of the line. So, what, you know, when something like that gets closer to uh, a country like, in this case, Russia, yeah, because of miscalculation with that. Can you imagine? And this is just a scenario for the sake of argument. Let's say that uh, the, the, the bombers, uh, the Russian bombers, were ordered to drop the bomb. And they were ordered to drop the bomb. They, but to drop the bomb in front of the, the destroyer. Right. But somebody made a mistake and dropped it on the destroyer. Where that's going to lead to? You know, most likely UK will reactivate its its submarines, the Russians are going to go on a full alert as far as these strategic nuclear missiles, then all of a sudden their bombers are going to have to get up in the air armed with bombs, nuclear that is, just in case, and we all know where it's going to lead. And those horrific missiles that yeah. Russia's yeah. developed. Then you add to all this NATO. Well, NATO is going to activate Article 5. And we all know where this is going to lead to. By the way, do you happen to know which countries are in, have all signed that agreement? Uh, for? The NATO agreement. Of the, one, if TAC-1, we're all in. Well, no, that's for the entire alliance. Oh, once, it is. Once you are a member, that applies to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Article 5 applies to you. And this is where uh, one of the key questions right now that a lot of geopolitical analysts are asking is, is NATO going to make the mistake by allowing Ukraine? I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, because yeah. it is a problematic. Because the issue with allowing Ukraine into NATO, well, who's to say NATO will just, uh, I mean, Ukraine will just get in a rogue and end up attacking Russians or minorities in, in, in Crimea? That now we've got really, really a yeah. Holocaust on our hands. So, let alone that uh, the, the capabilities. I don't see that happening anytime soon uh, because of two reasons. One of them has to do with Ukraine capabilities are not there as far as the standard for NATO. Yeah. And second, because Russia has made it a red line, allowing Ukraine into uh, uh, NATO, it's a red line for Russia. So, What do you know about some military maneuvers uh, off somewhere in the area of Hawaii. Oh, you're talking about the Russia conducting their military naval exercise. That it. What's interesting about that near Hawaii was it happens the same time Vladimir Putin was meeting with Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Which usually in international relations, that's how you communicate. Those are the subtle messages. It's not very subtle. <laughs> it's not subtle, but subtle in a way that I don't have to say anything. I still shake your hand, but I have to do what I have to do. What's interesting about uh, this training is that Russia tested an ICBM, specific one, and they are still waiting based on the report that I read. They're still waiting on the report from the, 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 uh, the entity that deals with the thermal, uh, geothermal or something has to do with understanding the radiations and so forth oh, okay. as far as which gives me an idea that this ICBM can be nuclear-tipped, uh, of course. So. And just how far off of Hawaii do you know? Do you happen to know how far it was? No, no, I, did, I do not. I do okay. not know how far it was. But they were close by to the point that the U.S. had to send uh, some fighter jets. And, yeah, we had to scramble some. We didn't hear much about it. 
Not uh, much at all. No, not at all, because it wasn't reported much. But yes, Russia did conduct uh, some naval exercises near Hawaii. So Well, they're standing up pretty tall. Yeah, well, it, it begs the question of, you know, is this tat, tit for tat, which most likely is the case. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how, how do we feel if a country comes closer to the coast of Florida and start conducting some maneuvers with some tactical weapons and nuclear stuff and all, you know, we're not going to sit and watch. <laughs> it's, it's, I remember it's when sense. Cuba had missiles from Russia. Whoa, that was a huge yeah. deal. It almost led to world war. Yeah, exactly. And this is where this concern with this, uh, I, I, I don't know if using the term provocations, which to me it is, and, and, and I'm not going to shy away from saying this because uh, I've always asked the question, you know, can you conduct the, your naval exercises or whatever in an area where it's not contentious for the safety of everybody? I mean, how do you feel or do you think that if your son is one of those, those uh, sailors, yeah, and end up being called for some uh, uh, conflict that has nothing to do with the welfare of you or your country or whatever, just because somebody made a mistake, and this is where that concern is. Exactly. And, and, uh, what would you say is the most important takeaway for our viewers? Well, the important on this is that uh, there have to be some uh, uh, cool heads the ones that's making decisions for this. Because if this goes the wrong direction, it will have far severe consequences. You know, that's usually uh, on the uh, global level. On the other hand, here for us in the United States and for you, uh, what it will be, yeah, if we, are getting in, if we ever get involved in another major conflict, can you just imagine the resources that's going to have to be diverted to support that particular conflict that... We might not even get anything from it like what we had in Iraq or some other places. In the like every war since uh, World War II. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's a no-win scenario. Yeah. So the conclusion is we're seeing what appears to be a needless provocation from the West with Russia to support. Well, it's not supporting the well-being of the American people and most likely not the well-being of the British people. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Also, be sure to check out our other videos. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for watching. And as always, stay informed. Till next time. Bye-bye.